What's up? Hope you guys are having a great day today and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazzini program. Well, hey, I actually wanted to talk with you guys about a particular topic, but before we get into that, you know, if you are new to the show, I want to first and foremost say welcome. You know, here we talk about financial freedom and economics and we talk about how in order to achieve financial freedom, you have to control the source of your income. And a lot of people are probably asking the question, you know, what is controlling the source of your income? That sounds like a very lofty goal and not exactly the most intuitive of sayings. Okay, fine. That's cool. Controlling the source of your income is very simply, you know, controlling an asset that makes you money. So this could be like a business or, but more importantly, it's not just a business. It's actually a product or service that you sell to somebody else. Or if it's, uh, let's say investing, let's say you make dividend income based off your investments and you've acquired a massive amount of it of investments in the stock bond market whatever if it would be if it was in the bond market it would be interest rates right but you know let's assume that you've created enough investments you've generated and accumulated enough of these like the stocks and dividend payments or bonds with interest rates what have you to the point that you can now live off of the income that you've created that your investments are generating you that's probably the best way to say it. That would be controlling the source of your income. Or in trading, it, you come up with a strategy, you backtest that strategy over historical data, and then you forward-test it over live data, and then you go live, and if it turns out that after all of your testing and planning that you do have a positive expectancy and your, your strategy is profitable, then ultimately you now have a an asset that you control and therefore, when it brings in money and generates you money, you control that source of that income. Uh, another way would be real estate investing. You know, you invest in a, in a house for rental pur- purposes, stuff of that nature. Again, that would be another form. So there's a whole ton of different ways. I mean, if you are, let's just, now, what is not controlling the source of your income? Okay, I know that was a weird way of saying it, but like, for example, for me, if you are a blogger, and you don't really sell a product that you control, but you sell other people's products, which is called affiliate marketing. Although that's you are a business owner and you control your business, you don't control the products and therefore you don't really control the source of your income, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, also, same thing goes for like if you're a YouTuber, you make money off of sponsorships, you make money off of ads. Again, you don't control how much you can charge for the product or service. You don't control those types of things so as a result of that I would say it's not really your product or service so in my most humble opinion again you don't really control the source of your income so really we're kind of talking about entrepreneurship right you know you could be a business owner but not be an entrepreneur it's the same thing you're a youtuber that doesn't have their own product or service and then therefore can't control the prices that they sell for you know, that is a business owner. That's not an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur 
controls the product or service. They control how much they charge. They control whether they want to raise or lower the prices and things of that nature. That is what an entrepreneur is. That is, in in my book at least, and that is what controlling the source of your income looks like. The whole purpose of, of doing this is so that you're not dependent on anybody else. Look, if you're a YouTuber and you don't sell a product and you don't sell subscription to a, a community of people or, or, or what have you, whatever. If you are a YouTuber and you solely make money off of your advertising revenue, whenever we hit a recession like we're currently in, advertisers will pull their advertising from YouTube. And that negatively affects all the influencers who are only making money based off of those ad revenues. So you didn't control the source of your income. The source of your income came from businesses that were paying YouTube to advertise their stuff. So, and this is, this is why I say that. So anyways, that being said, guys, there's a million and one ways that you can take control of the source of your income, but in reality, you need to take control of the source of your income to be free. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast, to learn how to take control over the source of your income and ultimately for you guys to follow me on my journey and to become financially free with me. And on top of all that, so financial freedom and economics, the other side of that coin is economics. And this is economics is what's used to explain prices. It is used to explain why things happen in the markets. It's used to, to give you effectively give you glasses that you can view the world through. And that's effectively what economics is. Now here at my, on my podcast, we talk about Austrian economics. That's the the school of economic thought that I subscribe to, and that's the main one that we focus on. Now, uh, we do talk about other schools of economic thought and things of that nature, but usually it's, you know... um, me disagreeing with them or something of that nature, or or sometimes me agreeing with them. And, you know, occasionally we'll, we'll cover that, but it's not really the purview of this, uh, this podcast. But that being said, guys, if you're here, that's what we do. We talk about controlling the source of your income and economics. And I think it's incredible. Now, today, I wanted to talk about a saying that gets thrown around on social media all the time, and it bugs the living daylights out of me. I hate it because it's used to justify a lot of very poor behavior. And it's called, you only live once. YOLO, for those of you guys who are, uh, don't habla, young person vernacular or whatnot. <laughs> Honestly, it's the stupidest thing in the world. But uh, yeah, people will do hashtag YOLO, Y-O-L-O type of thing. You only live once. And you know, for a while when I started seeing that, I was like, what, what the heck is this? What does this even mean, YOLO? And then it's like, oh, it means you only live once. So go ahead and live your life and get, get the experiences and do stupid things you know, spend money on that car that you really can't afford or, or go buy that house that again, you really can't afford or, or stuff of that nature. And, or this is, this is the one that I really hate. I hate this one. Go on vacation, put it on a credit card, go into debt for vacation because you only live once. And the experiences are what you need to acquire, not the money, not the financial stability, not common sense. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. You only live once is a term that is often used to justify stupid financial decisions. And really, I don't understand this 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 idea. In my opinion, it seeing as which that we do only live once, that that is a true statement, and that time is really a non-renewable resource, shouldn't that term mean be financially smart? 
and to use our time wisely, not to use our time in a stupid manner that is wasteful or not to use our money in a stupid manner that is just irresponsible. See, I would think the term you only live once should mean you only get one shot at this. Time is a non-renewable resource, okay? We don't get it back. And it's one of the only, it's one of the very few resources that is non-renewable. I mean, let, let, think about money, okay? Money is abundant. At least in my mindset, money is abundant. That's how I view money. Money is out there. It's got your name written on it. You could just go and grab it, but you got to get out there and you got to find a way to attract it to you. That said, though, in my opinion, you can always make more money. Whether that's getting a part-time job, two part-time jobs, three part-time jobs, whether that's getting another, a full-time job, whether that's uh, buying items in a retail store, selling them for a higher price on Amazon, whatever that is, you can easily make money. Money is not hard to make. Making a lot of money can be hard to do. It's simple. It's not easy. But making money is not complicated. Making money, you can do. You can always make more money, okay? To sum it up, you can always, always make more money. But time, you can't ever get back. Time can grant us, or money can grant us more time, which is why I pursue money. I don't pursue it because I love it. I do, however, love all the benefits that it gives you. It gives you a lot of security. It gives you the free, it can give you the freedom of time. It can give you the freedom to eat healthy. It can give you the freedom to work out, to increase your health, to spend more time with your family. It could do a lot, a whole host of things. Money gives you the ability to do a lot of stuff that you can't do when you don't have money. Also, you tend not to worry about stuff nearly as much and you tend to have less stress in your life when you have more money. Well, I guess that kind of depends. I mean, if you're running yourself ragged and you're trying to work, work, work at at your business and you are just stressing yourself to the the high heavens, you know, and you just... You're really burning the candlestick at both ends, right? And if you're doing that, then no, okay, then... The you have to really ask yourself the question: Is this really worth it? And I would I would say it's not. But if you set yourself up the right way, if you set your business up the right way, and if you go into the right kind of business that that is more conducive of allowing you to control more of your time, then then, then that money that you can acquire can really enable you to control your time and have m- more freedom of time, a lot more so than you know working for somebody else and it can cause a lot less stress that said though uh, back to what we were kind of talking about you know the the term you only live once shouldn't be applied to really stupid financial decisions i mean uh, I, again i i know i've i just said this but i i've heard friends my own well former friends, (laughs) I don't really hang out with them anymore, but I've heard former friends say, oh yeah, you only live once, you only get to go on that kind of vacation one time, you know, it's a once in a lifetime vacation, so just put it on the credit card, and it's just, are you guys, that is such a bad idea, that's stupid, that's moronic, you don't put a vacation on a credit card, look, the borrower is always slave to the lender, okay, 
you're going into slavery. You're willingly going into slavery by borrowing money for the sake of a vacation, for the sake of something that is incredibly frivolous. You're not becoming a slave to the lender so that you can start your business and, and pay off that and no longer be a slave to the lender and then never have to borrow money ever again because you're so wealthy. No, 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 no. You're borrowing money. You're becoming a slave to the lender for something frivolous like a vacation. I, I, I don't understand this. Why can't you take time save up money, and then pay in cash. It's a vacation for crying out loud. It's not the most important thing in the world. Yes, vacations are very useful. They're very helpful. But I, I see this whole, this concept, it just baffles me. It doesn't make any sense. You only live once should be a term that is used to ultimately justify good behavior responsible behavior, managing your money well, managing your time and your life well, not acting like a buffoon and acting like you're going to die tomorrow, so I might as well just freaking live life up because tomorrow I'm going to die, I might as well just live life to the fullest. You know, that's stupid. And yet that is what you only live once is usually talked about. That's what it's usually used for, at least... Maybe your experiences with this terminology is different from mine, but in my experience, this has been what I, I usually see it used as. I usually see the, the term hashtag YOLO used to justify very, very, very stupid activity. Now, you don't see a lot of this now because of COVID-19. You don't see a ton of it. You don't see people saying, you only live once, go buy a nice fancy car that you can't afford. You only live once, go on a vacation you can't afford. You know, you don't see a lot of this type of stuff when it, uh, right now because times are tumultuous. Times are, are crazy, right? People, millions and millions, tens of millions of people are out of work. You've got a whole bunch of stuff that's going on that's absolutely crazy. But y- you know what? I don't really want to talk about that. That stuff is depressing. And for a long time, that was actually that was actually depressing me a lot. Just with all the riots and everything that was going on, I was like, man, the world is on fire. But you know what? The minute I pulled myself away from that, I actually did an episode on something that I wasn't really even practicing in my own life. And then I started practicing it and boom, it's like, the world opened up and it no longer was this horrible place to be in. It was this place of opportunity. It was this wonderful place to be in. I actually said you can choose to not take part in the recession. And really that can be applied to a lot of things. You can choose to not take part in the virus or at least the pandemic. You could choose to not take part in this stuff. And what I meant by that was stop watching the news. Stop getting all depressed because of the news. Get off your butt. Get off of social media. Get off, get get off. Stop watching TV and stop getting on social media and consuming all this negativity, this toxic, toxic stuff. Get out there and start living life. You know, start pursuing a dream, a goal, get a hobby. And then when you when you take yourself away from it, which is what I was doing, which is what I eventually did, you start to realize that, you know, really isn't so bad. It's actually a pretty cool place. You drive around, at least where I live, and, you know, the world is um, still moving. Everyone's still living their life. The world is moving, it is moving on. 
And anyway, so it's just really important to guys. And I wanted to share that, that, that little bit of my life. You know, I mean, we, we've just, my wife and I, for, for a while, you know, we were just constantly, you know, watching the numbers and constantly watching the news. And we were just really, really, really getting into it all. And it was just so depressing. It really was. So, you know, in the interest of not taking part in that kind of stuff, in the interest of, you know, only living once, I'm only living once, I'm not going to, you know, worry about riots. I'm not going to worry about this kind of stuff that, you know, I'm going to ultimately focus my life on improving myself and improving my life and focusing on enjoying life. And that's when I did that, I started realizing, you know, 2020 really hasn't been that bad. My wife is uh, working from home now on a more consistent basis. So my wife and I, we get to spend virtually all day with my little, with our little daughter. She's only eight months old, which is amazing. We're spending a lot of family time together. You know, it's given us a, you know, we're saving money because we're not getting out. We're not spending as much, which is great. It's always good. You know, and ultimately just, it's really been, there's been a lot of blessings, a lot of great stuff that has honestly come out of this. I mean, I've been working harder and harder on my business all the time, producing content, getting that content out there. I'm still falling short in a lot of areas. I'm sure you'll notice if you go to some of my social media accounts, you will notice that I'm not up to date with regards to how many podcasts I have on Podbean as opposed to how many podcasts I have on say Facebook (laughs) or even YouTube. I only have like the first four, four episodes on YouTube. And yet I'm on what? This is my 31st episode. We're on episode 31. And so it's kind of crazy when you really think about it. I mean, it's not at all something that I I originally intended to happen. It's just, you know, when you record stuff, audio files, I have to actually go in and create custom graphics that I can turn into you know, uh, YouTube videos and stuff. I need a, I need a background for my podcast that, that people can look at and read, although it's a static background, doesn't move. I need a, a, a thumb, a custom thumbnail. So, and then before I got to do all that, I got to put the audio file into my video editor and I got to put the, give it a background and all that kind of stuff. And it can, it can take a while to do. It's, it's not the easiest thing. And when you got a lot of episodes that you're doing this with, it, it could take a while. And, uh, and unfortunately, I'm doing episodes faster than what I can actually pump them out on with regards to both YouTube and Facebook. And that is really highly unfortunate, but that's unfortunate. That's just the truth. So that being said, though, you know, um, where I was kind of going with all that was just that, look, the term you only live once is absolutely true. You do. And, you know, time is a non-renewable resource. You can't get it back. Don't waste your time getting stressed out and getting depressed on what's going on in the world. Don't waste your time doing stupid stuff like spending lots of money you don't have, you know, g- buying a car that you haven't really earned yet or buy or going on a vacation that again you haven't earned. When I say that you haven't earned it, this is going to be very controversial. A lot of people are going to get angry when I say this, but that's fine. You know what? If you're going to get angry by this, then I guess I don't I don't want you here. And it's not even I guess. I just don't want you here. Okay, I want people here that agree with me. I want to build a community of people of like-minded individuals like myself. Okay, if you had to borrow money to do anything, then you didn't earn it. 
if you had to borrow money to to own to buy a house, then you didn't earn the house. I'm in this boat. I'm in a house right now. I'm in my very first home that my wife and I have purchased, and I have to be honest. I didn't buy it in cash. I couldn't afford it. I'm not perfect. I have my wife and I. We practice very conservative personal finance strategies. We we have a very very conservative view on our finances, and we do really really well. Way better than the vast majority of people that are out there. I'll tell you that much. But we we're not perfect. We still make mistakes. We still make decisions that, on the surface, looking back on, it's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I often view it that way. I I. I a lot of times I regret buying this house because it's expensive. It's a lot more expensive than renting. You know, I didn't have to worry about replacing a $3,000 fence when I was renting or replacing a 600 or I think it was a $300 garage door spring or, you know, having to redo a mailbox because some drunk driver hit it or, or, or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. You know, the AC unit is the original AC unit to the house. The hot water heater, I'm pretty sure that's the original unit to the house as well. So there's a whole host of things that really need to be replaced. And the la you know, anyways, the point is, is that I had to borrow money to get into this house. And therefore, I technically couldn't afford it. Same goes for one of my cars. Now, I own one of the cars, and we don't owe that much on the other one. But the other, again, that car, I couldn't afford it. If you have to borrow money from a bank... Or anybody for that matter. But most of you are going to be borrowing from a bank. You can't afford what whatever you're borrowing from the bank for. Whether it's for a vacation and a credit card. If you pay things with credit card, you can't afford it. Now, there, there could be a difference. I will say that if you have the savings, but you didn't want to deplete the savings. And so you decided to use debt so that you didn't deplete the savings and you just paid down that debt over time. A... I would say that I disagree with that type of strategy. I know a lot of people use it. I disagree with it. But I would say that you can afford it. You just chose to uh, not deplete the savings and just to pay to pay it in debt. And the reason I disagree with it is I, I think it's a very poor person's mentality on finances. Again, if you've listened to my other episodes, particularly the wealth inequality ep- or the income inequality episode that I just did, episode 29, I believe – you know, what I basically go on to say in that episode is that being poor is not a financial status, right? It, it doesn't, being poor has nothing to do with how much money you have or don't have. Being poor has to do with your mentality about money. And I think that it's a very, that, that people who think that way have, in a way, a bit of a poverty mentality about money. They don't see money in the way that they should. You know, a poor person focuses primarily on the short term, whereas a wealthy person, and again, not indicative of how much money you do or don't have, but a person who is wealthy focuses primarily on the long term. So when you're saying that I don't want to spend the money that I have and I want to go into debt and pay that debt off, what you're saying is I'd rather pay almost twice what the thing is actually worth instead of paying with what I have in my savings and actually saving money. That's kind of how I view it. You may not view it that way. That's fine. It's not your podcast. That's how, that's how I view it. Okay. If you're like, well, you know, I really wanted to buy this car and I had the cash for it, but I decided to go into debt first, you know, anyway, so that I could actually keep the savings that I have. I'm like, what? You do realize with the interest rate, 
you're going to be spending a lot more money on that vehicle than what you would have if you had just taken the cash that you had and you bought it. Assuming that that, I mean, assuming that the money that you had, the cash that you had to buy the car was not all you had and you had a lot more money outside of that. But anyways, I, ho I hope that makes sense. But I would say that that if that is you and if that is something that you're that you're looking at, yeah, if you have the money and you just choose to go into debt, while I disagree with that kind of financial practice, um, I will say that you could at least afford it in that sense. You just, you know, chose to go into debt for, you know, who knows what reason. That being said, though, because we only live once, everything that we do matters. Every way that we spend our time matters. And every way that we spend our money matters. And I think that that's very, very empowering and very important to keep in mind. You know, the reason I find it empowering is because if everything that we do matters and that we really need to manage our life and our finances in a responsible, appropriate way, because you only live once, you want to set yourself up for success, then in reality, that, that also leads me to believe that, you know, because everything that we do matters, that puts the ball in our court. You know, it's that whole mentality. I've said this a lot of times, but I am the master of my faith. I am the captain of my soul. And that, I think, it, 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 it's very much in line with that right? So I don't know. For me, from now on, I'm going to start using you only live once, so manage your finances well. You only live once, so make sure that you are spending your time in a productive manner and that you're working towards a goal. You're working on becoming financially free. You're learning a new skill. You're bettering yourself each and every day. Now, look, I'm not trying to say that you know, you can't play video games, you can't enjoy life and relax and kick back and whatnot. Look, I'm not trying to say that, okay? Of course you can, but don't let that be the only thing that you do day in and day out. And trust me, I know there are lots of people that that's all they do. They go to work, they work some part-time gig, maybe they work a full-time job, they come home and guess what? After dinner, if they basically, they play video games, and I know there's lots of other people that do very similar things like, you know, that's how they spend every every weekend is either playing video games or watching sports. Watching sports is another thing. And look, I'm not hating on video gamers or sports enthusiasts who want to watch football or, or, or your soccer or whatever your, you know, your favorite sport is. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I personally like hockey. I've always kind of been a hockey guy and I like uh, racing. So like Formula One, stuff like that, that stuff. I, I really don't watch sports, to be honest. But those are some of my favorite sports to watch. I, of course, I like to watch football. I just don't really on my own time. I'm not, I don't really ever watch sports unless I'm, in all honesty, you know, with family members and we're all watching it. And even then, I get bored. Even with hockey. I mean, I like hockey as a sport, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't really choose to watch that kind of stuff. That being said, I'm not trying to dog on anyone who does like to watch it. It's just there's some people that obsess over it. Like there are some people that obsess over sports and that's all they want to do. Same with video games. Same with a lot of other different types of topics. Those are just the two I can think off the top of my head. 
But guys, the reality is, is that we need, it's not wrong to enjoy escapism. It's not wrong to enjoy things that are fun and make us happy. But that shouldn't be all of what we do. Our life, you only live once. Spend it better. Make better choices. If your life is not where you want it to be, then make better choices. Why? Because you only live once. Everything you do matters. You're not going to get a second chance. Okay? This is the only life you have. You, you're not going to be reincarnated as a, you know, a billionaire or another person that you can, where you can make those second decisions. At least I, I don't believe in reincarnation. I'm a Christian, so once you die, I believe you go to heaven, assuming that, you know, you uh, have done what you need to do to go to heaven, you know, asking God into your heart, all that kind of stuff and, and whatnot. But that being said, you know, it's, it's the only life you got. You don't get that time back. You wasted a whole day. You know what? You lost the 24 hours that you had. You don't get it back. And look, there are going to be lots of days where we totally do that. I do that. I do that. I burn days. And I, I know it's not good. I shouldn't do it, but I struggle with that too. We all do. Right? We all do. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm not trying to make you say that you're a terrible person. No, I'm not trying to do any of that. All I'm just trying to say is if the term you only live once is true, and we all know that we do, instead of using your time inappropriately, instead of spending money irresponsibly, you only live once means that we should, everything we do matters. And it matters even more when you think of it in that way. So we should spend our finances responsibly or as responsibly as we can. And we should spend our time as productively as we can. And it's not wrong to enjoy stuff here and there, but ultimately we should be more conscientious with how we are spending our money and our time and how we are living our life because... Ladies and gentlemen, we only live once. So I don't know. That's my take on that whole thing. Uh, I know I got I got that literally off of a, a hashtag that, that that exists on social media. But and, and I hope I know I kind of got off on some tangents here and there. But I, I hope you guys ultimately get the idea of what I was um, you know trying trying to get at. Really, is just you know we everything you do matters, right? And look, I mean, I'll be honest. When my mentor first taught me about you know, trading and, you know, becoming financially free, I, I didn't take action right away. And I regret, I regret not taking action. With my trading, you know, I'm still backtesting my Forex strategies and stuff. And that's why I call myself an aspiring trader instead of an actual Forex trader, you know, professional, because, you know, I'm not right now. And I regret not taking that a little bit more seriously. I procrastinated. I spent my time differently. Some of it was spent in a good way and some of it wasn't. And, you know, so I, I regret not taking action sooner and I regret procrastinating stuff and putting it off longer and longer and longer. And now I'm paying the price of trying to figure all that now when I could have done that, you know, five years ago. I mean, I originally learned about Forex trading, I think, back in, oh... 2014, so six years ago. 
I could have worked and I, and, and I procrastinate. I was in college at the time. I figured I should focus on finishing college first and then I'll focus on, on that. And I did focus a little bit on trading, but I kind of dabbled around and stuff and whatnot. Anyways, the point is, is that I wish I had focused on things sooner. You know, now I'm struggling trying to get a business up and running, being a stay-at-home dad, trying to take care of my eight-month-old daughter while my wife works. I mean, it's not easy. It would have been a lot easier if I had been making money and I had already been successful before my daughter was born. And now, most of the time, any kind of podcast recording, any kind of video recording, almost all has to be done at night because I can't do it in the middle of the day. I used to have all day to do whatever I wanted. And all day, I, I st- there were days that I struggled to get stuff done, but you know, I, I got a lot done. You know, I had time to write blogs. I had time to keep up with an uh, a, a, a email newsletter. I had time to do video recordings on YouTube and then podcast and also backtest. I had a lot of time. I, I don't have that time anymore. Now, all I really have time to do is podcasting and making videos on YouTube. And that's and then, you know, backtesting here and there. And that's basically it. So guys, you know, learn from my experience. Don't do what I did. If you're interested in this, and I really hope that you are, I implore you to be interested in taking control of the source of your income. Then, if that's, then take action today. Life is never going to be perfect enough for you to start. So don't wait and say, it'll be better, it'll be better, it'll be better. Look, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I haven't, I do have a few videos on my YouTube channel where I'm actually in the videos. I think I have three. Well, I have four, but one is unlisted and currently being used as a YouTube advertisement. I'm trying to see uh, how I did. My first YouTube ad, so I'm not really expecting a whole lot. And uh, so far, the performance hasn't been what I want it to be. It's a little depressing. But that being said, it's my first one. What do you expect? Right? But the fact remains, though, and on top of that, also, the YouTube ad is actually for my other channel, not actually my trading channel, my trading and entrepreneurship channel, not for this channel. That being said, though, again, it's, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what I want to say about it, but when I first was living, when I started all this, I was living in an apartment, and um, and it was a one bed, it was a two bedroom, one bath. It was really a bedroom and an office and a one, you know, and a bathroom. It was a nice apartment, but I kept telling myself I'll do more videos when I move into the house because right now, eh. I have to share my my office. You know, we're limited on space. You know, I'll do more videos then. That's what I kept telling myself. Guess what happened? I waited, I waited. I did some videos in person, but I, I just, you know, didn't really like what, what was coming out and stuff. So I waited and I waited. Then we bought this house and now the virus hit. And now my wife and I have to share this entire office with my daughter. My eighth-month-old daughter. You know, when I'm working, my wife's working, my daughter's in her pack-and-play playing around, and honestly, she doesn't even stay there very very long before she starts crying, and I got to pick her up, and we go play somewhere else so that my wife can get done, because she's actually getting paid to do what she's doing, right? She's got a boss. And I don't... I'm not recording stuff on camera. And it, it really does... So, I can tell you right now that... 
you can justify it thinking that, oh, when I get X, Y, and Z, when X, Y, and Z happens, I will do, I will finally take action. When X, Y, and Z happens, your life may not look the way you think it's going to look. And you may not end up taking action because now there's more barriers that you weren't really anticipating. Don't wait to take action. Okay, I, I'm, a, I'm a winner. I believe I'm a winner and I've told the story, but winners win, right? If you are a winner, you will find a way to win no matter how crazy your life is. I'll tell you this one, this other story real quick, and then we'll go ahead and close it out. But, you know, my mentor, he was in the military uh, for a long time. And when he got out of the military, he tried to do civilian life. And, you know, he couldn't really find a job that paid a whole lot. So he ended up going back into contract work. And he was really more in the security contract work, but he was doing contract work over in Afghanistan or somewhere in the Middle East. I don't know where. And, um,. I think when I originally told the story, I think I messed it up. I think he was actually, I, th- I think I said he was in the military and this all took place in a mess hall. <laughs> That's not actually what happened. Uh, he, what, he, he was working for a contract firm over in the Middle East, you know, escorting and, and, and doing security for, you know, very, very important people, political people and uh, very wealthy people and stuff of that nature. And well, anyways, he... Wherever they eat lunch, I guess they they have this little hut that they were eating that they were eating in, and uh, you know when he was eating, they had some kind of news article on. It was probably Fox News or something. I don't even think he remembers at the time. And something something got him really riled up about something the politicians were doing in the U.S. And he was he was getting he was getting getting all upset and saying, "Oh man, I'm so pissed off about it. You know, I can't believe they're doing this. It's totally unconstitutional, whatever." You know, now it's funny because he can't even remember what it was that he got so angry about. But you know, here's the important point: there was a guy over there who's just you know shoveling cereal into his mouth as, as fast as he could. Right? He didn't even seem like he cared about what was going on. Someone went up to him and was like, "Hey, man, you know, don't you care about what's going on?" And he's like, and he's just, you know, still shoveling stuff in his mouth and, you know, kind of looks up and pauses a bit and he's like, do you really want to know? And my mentor's like, yeah, I really want to know. And he's like, you know, I don't care. You know, I, I don't care. He's like, how can you not care? How can you not? And he's like, I don't care because I'm a winner and winners win doesn't matter what the politicians do. It doesn't matter what they do. I'm going to win no matter what. Lo and behold, this guy is already, you know, financially free. He's already got several businesses. He, I think he even may have been the million, a millionaire. The only reason he was in, in the Middle East is because he loved the journey of it all. They didn't have to be there. Now, when my mentor heard this, initially he thought it was an arrogant thing. He didn't quite understand it during the time, but you know, now he uses it in his business all the time. It's like the winners win story. It's very it was very it impacted me heavily when I heard it. So this is why I'm telling it to you, kind of hijacking his story and telling it to you guys. It's a you know, it's a cool story. It's a winners win story, right? Winners win. Doesn't matter what what is preventing you from uh getting you know doing what you need to do take action it doesn't matter if you're a winner you'll find a way and i don't mean that to sound arrogant i don't mean that to sound like i don't care about the struggles that you might be going through look we all have struggles we're all people all right life is not without its hardships but winners win 
If you're going to be a winner, find a way to win. Find a way to take action. That's what I'm doing. I'm getting stuff done. No, my productivity level is not as what, what, I, what I would hope it would be or what I would like it to be, but I'm still winning. I'm still getting stuff done. I'm still producing content and trying my best to move the needle, try to make money here, try to build an audience. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking action and I'm promoting my content. You know, I know I'm not perfect at it, but at least I'm trying. At least I'm, I'm doing what I can. And I, I'm constantly re- reworking things all the time. Because my schedule with my, my, my anthem old daughter, you know, changes. Some mornings she doesn't sleep in. I don't get any work done. Some mornings she wakes up and, you know, or some, and then some mornings she does sleep in. So you never really know. But anyways, guys, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And just know that you only live once. So make sure that everything you do is for your benefit. Make sure that you are living life as if everything that you do matters because it does because you don't get the time back and make sure that you are living your life that's going to set yourself up for success and freedom all right guys well hey before i go ahead and end the show i wanted to do a shout out to a couple of my affiliate programs i mean you guys know you probably have heard of skillshare way but by now i mean if you've listened to any one of my episodes i talk about skillshare all the time look Skillshare is one of the number one places to go to learn a new skill. And there's all these different people out there that are charging thousands upon thousands of dollars. One of my mentors has a course out there that's like four or $5,000. And while I do have that money, that's a lot of money to spend. And I've already spent thousands of dollars on on educational courses. But with Skillshare, guys, it's only like $100 for an entire year. Only for an entire year. That's dirt cheap. And in most cases, they're typically giving away a month to two months for free depending on whatever deal they got going. So guys, if you're looking to learn a new skill and you don't have a ton of money to spend, Skillshare is by far one of the best places to go. I've used it for a lot of stuff. I've used it for website design. I've used it for email copywriting. I've used it for uh, actually YouTube ads and how to set up a YouTube channel and how to have a, a good, healthy YouTube channel. There's tons upon tons of courses that are out there. It's really, really great. So guys, if you're interested in learning a skill, Go check out Skillshare. It's dirt cheap. And in, and again, the first month, I believe, is free. So, I mean, pretty sure that's the case. But guys, go check out Skillshare. If you, you need to learn a new skill. Look, if you, if you were like me when I first started, you didn't have a skill to go teach somebody else about. And in the end, you need a skill. If you're going to become an in, a information marketer where you're going to sell a course or you're going to go... Let's say you want to keep yourself valuable at your job because if you are going to be an employee, you need to keep yourself and and help yourself to be the most important employee to the point where they can't afford to fire you. All right. Most people are not in that boat, but you can be. So, but you got to have the appropriate skills. You got to be constantly revamping yourself, constantly be evolving, if you will. So that being said, guys, go check out Skillshare. They're an excellent place to go learn a new skill. They really, really are great. And on top of that, if you want to learn how to become a Forex trader and you want to start the journey that I started six years ago, 
I think it was six. It may have actually been like five years ago, but it doesn't matter. If you want to start that journey like I did and you want to start learning Forex trading, you know, go check out my YouTube channel at Matthew Spaziti. I'll put the link in the description below. That's I will I will show you my journey. I will show you absolutely everything that I'm doing there. And um, yeah, go like the videos and subscribe if you if you want to learn more and more about it. That's a great place to, to start. But guys, if you really want to learn everything, like I'm just kind of starting with the basic kind of stuff. If you want to learn the mo- the more advanced things, you know, money management, advanced pattern recognition, a bunch of really cool things, then you need to go check out Tier 1 Trading. Guys, Tier 1 Trading is, in my opinion, the number one place to go learn how to trade Forex. Guys, Jason Greystone, Akil Stokes, Charles Miles, they are amazing, amazing mentors, and they will not turn you down the wrong path. They are going to help you. Guys, before I went to them, I was lost, just outright lost in my trading. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know how what I could do to help you guys try to create this this imagery, but if you don't have a mentor to show you guys the path to success, it can take years upon years. And the guys, the guys at Tier 1 Trading, they set me straight. And they provided me the necessary knowledge to grow a skill that's going to help me to become financially free and a consistently profitable trader. So guys, if you're interested in Forex trading, go check out Tier 1 Trading. I'll put all these links in the description below. But that being said, guys, also last but certainly not least, if you like what I'm doing here, hey, go check out my locals community, guys. I'm actually I'm trying to build a community of people who all want to become financially free and who all believe that they are the masters of their fate and they are captains of their soul. Guys, if you want to join that community, go check me out there. Go follow me. I, I'm, I'm on there on Matthew Spaziti, and then I've, I've got a community there. I'm going to be creating a community specifically for this podcast as well, the Matthew Spaziti program. But that's not actually completed yet. So, But go check me out there, guys. I will put all the links in the description below. Hey, if you like all this, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and if you'll do all that for me, I will see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks plan accordingly and have a great day.